911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And in today's episode, I wholeheartedly wanted to just stop and focus on you. Now, as you listen to this, I'm sure that you could probably have some level of empathy with living in a home with somebody whose schedule changes on a routine basis. And maybe that's because of work. Maybe it's you yourself. Maybe for you, there's this external source that has altered your schedule, like a sick family member. I know what it was like when my mom was dying, and it seemed to really alter everything when it came to what was once my daily routines. And I thought we could just pause for a second and and focus on that and how sometimes reframing how we're operating and taking a new process and procedure approach when it comes to this can actually make it to where all those puzzle pieces start to fall into place. Now, when I very first hired my first coach, I remember it was a time in my life when I've never been happier. I've never had more clarity. And certainly I have hired additional coaches since then. But I remember that moment in my life very vividly because it was really what changed my entire life. And Clint's schedule has recently changed and his days off have recently changed. And I've had this long period of time where I've articulated my schedule to fit my own needs based around his days off. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because there are so many things in life that we don't customarily do when our spouse is home with us. Now, I'm gonna say that again, so I want you to pay close attention. There are things in your life that you do on a regular basis that you simply do not do when your spouse is present. I know for me personally, that is a lot of reading time. That is a lot of sitting in front of the laptop and consuming content. That is a lot of training. That is a lot of building, and that is a lot of creation. Now, why don't I typically do those things when my husband is home? Well. There's a small piece of me that feels this sense of guilt, this sense of he's my husband, I need to show up and be with him and spend time with him. And the truth is, that is what we're conditioned to think. Now, I remember my dad growing up, he he worked over two hours, sometimes three or four hours with LA traffic away from home. And that was one way. This man was just a powerhouse in the way that he operated. And so time with him was very, very scarce. And I remember... There were times growing up when he would be home and it was all about my dad. I remember the whole family unit just focused all of our love and devotion and attention on my dad. And it was whatever my dad said goes. And I think that subconsciously I carried that into my own home as an adult. And I didn't realize this. I didn't recognize this until a few years ago when I did decide to hire my first coach. And the reason that this came up so prominently for me is because I realized that I was operating out of this conditioned behavior, but I didn't have to. I thought that I was supposed to operate that way, and maybe it's the same for you. And it's important for us to stop and think about what all of those detailed things are that we usually do when our spouse isn't home. And sometimes we take advantage of that time to ourselves, and I know there are a lot of people that struggle with this, and this doesn't mean that you don't love your spouse or that you don't want to be around them. What it means is that we're able to recognize what those things are and to to decide what is important and why we are actually going without 
simply because we are spending time together or we have the opportunity to be physically in the same house with one another. And I think this is important because when it comes to operation and when it comes to being true to ourselves and accomplishing the things that we want to get done, I know that there was a time in my life where I was far less productive when Clint was home simply because he was home. I had this huge to-do list of things that I know that not only I need to get done, but also things that I enjoy. I enjoy learning. I enjoy communicating with my clients. I enjoy creating and, and always having this sort of creative energy going on. However, when Clint was home, and maybe it's the same for you, instead of being productive, either one of us, there were years where he would be home and we would sit on the couch for hours. We would sit on the couch and play movie after movie for the entire day. And I remember that was also a time in my life where my body my body started to feel older than I was. And maybe you know what that's like too, where you wake up and as soon as your feet hit the ground, you feel tired and you have no energy or you sleep in far later than than is normal for you or than you would like to sleep in or wake up. And that wasn't a time in my life where I was proud of who I was. I wasn't stepping into my potential. And I realized after hiring my first coach, the reason why I wasn't stepping into my, my potential was because And this is not something that was done on purpose, but my husband was actually holding me back. He was holding me back in a way that I gave him permission to. Now, after going through the work and going through the motions and getting clearer on my priorities and the things that I like to do and the things that fill up my cup every day, I started to have those difficult conversations with him, those sit downs where we established some rules and some guidelines within the parameters of our marriage. And not a lot of people do that. It's difficult to have that conversation, especially when there's so much time that has passed. I know somebody right now who's struggling with the fact that his wife wanted to go and have a weekend away out of state for herself, some time and space just for her. And he he had this incredibly difficult time understanding the concept of why she needs that time and space away more than she needs to be around him. And I can, I can understand that. I can understand the difficulty if we're in a mindset to where we're thinking and making up these stories in our mind that perhaps don't exist. But the key here is getting clear on exactly what's going on in our mind first before we're presented with that conversation or presenting that conversation to our significant other our spouses. And this doesn't necessarily even have to be with our spouse. I can remember when my mom was still alive, there were many times when we would go out and we would go shopping or we would have a, a scheduled grocery shopping day where that's what she and I did on a routine basis. And when you have those commitments to one another, if something needs to change, if you're recognizing that there are things that you're doing or not doing or you're going without because of the sense of obligation to somebody else, we need to stop for a second when those starts of stories, those sorts of stories start to come up and and really reflect on the truth. What is the validity behind that? Is that true? Do they really feel that way? Do I really feel that way? And what can I do to make it to where there's an even playing field? And I know that for my husband in particular, it's really difficult for him to know that there could be time spent together and I have my independent time. I'm, I'm studying, I'm upstairs, I'm re- like whatever the things are that I'm doing. And he wants to be somebody who's being productive in an equal way. However, he's not doing the same things that I'm doing. So it's difficult for him to feel like he's leveling up. 
So I think before we make the choice, before we make the decision to start to have this time for ourselves and really learn to better coexist in our family unit within our own homes, it's to, to not only get clear, but then to also make sure that we're asking the spouse, the partner, the other person that, that we're communicating with, what is it that they need and what confusion might they have? What's coming up for them that they don't understand? And this is this is one of those conversations where we show up with love and we show up with our heart and sensitivity. And it is okay to be selfish. Anytime that we come across a situation like this where there's more than just us involved, we sometimes feel guilty for having that selfishness. When in reality, if I'm able to have this clear space for myself and and this scheduled time that I know, and I've talked about signing a contract with ourselves, having this contractual agreement for me, with me, that means that anything exterior doesn't really matter. When you go out and you purchase a car and you sit down and you make that agreement and you say that you're gonna make that monthly payment every single month, None of those things outside of that contract matter. You still need to make your payment and your dealer still needs to uphold their end of the bargain, whatever whatever that agreement was. And when we're approaching our relationships, our lives in that same way, and we formulate them in a, in a business manner, there is a very particular reason why contracts work. There's a very particular reason why business structure is what allows businesses to grow and to thrive. And it's okay for us to introduce some of those procedures and processes into our homes, into our lives, into our daily living. But it all starts with getting clear on what it is that you want. What is it right now that you're going without? What is it right now that you're having to bend a little bit or to just compromise on that maybe you're not necessarily in alignment with? And when you get clear on that and you're able to have that difficult conversation with your partner, your spouse, your family member, whoever it is, you're able to live a much more fulfilling life. And the craziest thing happens on the back end of that, that other person, they're going to start to rise above with you. And on the very rare the very rare possibility that they don't, well, then additional conversations will happen. And I know that sometimes it's difficult to be selfish. And I say this all the time, but being selfish is one of the most selfless things that we can do. And know that today and every day I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.